Hey everybody, what's going on? Andres here in uh, Anchor City. What up, Anchor City? <laughs> I love it. I love the podcast environment. You know, I feel like it's almost like my personal, you know, brain memos in a way. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure one day I'll just take like a month off, go to some crazy island, and like listen to the Mars. Anyways, the reason why I pull up this one, because I always try to like do it in moments where I'm like, okay, I need to capture this. Like, where, where, where do I, where do, I do it? Anchor. Um, my wife's laughing at me. Uh, so yeah, basically, I just heard a talk, right? Um, by the lady that wrote Eat, Pray, Love book. Um, some of you might know it, some of you might not. I definitely don't, but no. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, I haven't read it, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and like, I know, I know she's like, solid, anyway. So, basically, I want to share to you guys a concept. A concept that I'm actually going to take a lot of the stuff that she said, but go a little bit deeper on what I believe God has revealed to me, specifically. Um, I'm not saying it's, it's only to me, like, anyone... You know, I really couldn't confine this truth, but I want to be able to capture it here. And, you know, the biggest question that people are asking these days, and to be honest, being very, very honest, driving themselves nuts about it. <sighs> so, it's uh, freaking 12.49 a.m. But it's good, it's Friday, you know, decompressing, it's chill. Anyway, um... So yeah, I mean, people battle so much, try to find their purpose, try to find what their passion is like, and and it's interesting this lady said, you know, I want to preach against passion, and you know, before I even heard this talk, let me share to you where I kind of come from, okay, so... You know, I've definitely been preached and believed for a long, long time until very recent, I would say, like maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, that it was all about finding your passion, finding your one thing. And for those that know me, I am obsessed with the whole one thing, question one thing subject. I think it's great for productivity anyway, and you can find a lot of things, but passion, I believe there's one thing, but it's one thing that becomes unlimited. So, so my concept, my idea also requires you to kind of go a little bit outside of your regular logical reasoning, you know? So, check this out. What if the infinite God that created the vast cosmos, which by the way I was watching this crazy video on Netflix, and our cosmos is like ridiculous, and it's so infinite. So what if that same God that did that said that he was going to put one concept, one thing, one path, one way for everyone and everyone in any single walk of life get plugged into this belief that it automatically will translate into anyone finding their purpose with its infinite variance. 
So that's the key. You know, what if God has left this concept? And I'll go into the concept in the next minute, but or actually in the next. Um, I always do like part one, part two, whatever. But you know, what if God has left this unraveled mysteries, truths, absolute truths, embedded, written in the Word of God, in the Scripture? that lead the perfect step-by-step path of set of beliefs that will apply to every circumstance with every single human and you know I'll, I'll expand on the next one my wife's just like trying to bug me here um, but yeah I will expand on the next one because it's about to go so see you in the next one Alrighty, we are back. Part two of whatever I title it. I think it's like how to find your purpose, but what if there is no purpose type of thing. Um, anyway, so the other one left off with the idea of what if God had left one specific set of beliefs, one specific path, one specific you know concept that if embedded into your heart, into your mind, into your every fiber of your being will produce any type of variant result right so okay now hear me out there's a concept called a dichotomy okay a dichotomy is a term invented in, in philosophy specifically and in vocabulary that literally means that there's these two parallel paths okay so if you've seen back to the future with me like come on board Basically, what if you had these two different truths that seem to the naked eye that they contradict each other, but they're actually both true in its magnificent infinity and power, such as such as Jesus being a hundred percent man and being a hundred percent God. It seems like a dichotomy. I mean, sorry, it, it, it seems like a contradiction, but it's actually a dichotomy. Okay, and there's another one called a antinomy. Antinomy, same same thing. Two truths that are apparently contradicting each other, yet they bond and merge uh, in perfect harmony. So, with that in mind, let's jump into the next level down. The glory of God. Okay, and this is something that. You know, I've been learning for a long, long time. I don't think you can ever finish learning it. I think it's just like the cosmos. But John Piper's definitely, you know, was a big influence because I think he he was a really good man of God. And, 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 and when I go through the scriptures myself, I can see exactly, you know, a lot of those this things that he's talking about. Um, literally, the book is called... Um, um, I'll have to get back to you guys on the book, but I think it's called Don't Waste, yeah, yeah, Don't Waste Your Life, don't, don't, don't Waste Your Life, yeah. So anyway, and see, the glory of God is, is, is so perfect, so magnificent, that what it does is that it allows you to see God in every circumstance of your life, whether good, whether bad, whether sad, whether joy, whether left, whether right, because here's the thing. God is sovereign. God's sovereignty. 
This is something that people don't really talk about, but God is the same God in the Old Testament and in the New One. As a matter of fact, He is ever-changing. He never changes. It's always the same. It's always good. It's always perfect. And we can't really understand some, a lot of these concepts and the way it works, and that's when like faith needs to kick in. In the same way how you don't know exactly how the cosmos was, was built, you, you have to kind of uh, rely on a humans uh, and science and experiments and whatever, and then, you know, 100 years later, science says they were wrong, and then there's something else. And they're always finding new things because it's just, it's vaster than we can, as humans, ever comprehend, right? So the glory of God is so perfect that I believe God has created the glory of God which is embedded and I believe the number one subject in God's word. It's about God's kingdom and God's glory in general. And this is a huge concept because everything is about the Lord Jesus being that center crown of glory for God the Father, right? And it's crazy because when you realize and you wanna cling on to the glory of God, you actually end up finding joy, love, peace in every circumstance of your life, whether good or bad. And see, like the Bible says that whatever your hands find, do and do it gladly. In other words, it's not so much about it specifically what you do that you can find purpose on, but in clinging on to the only thing that's ever changing, embracing that God made you the way He made you for one specific purpose, which is to live your life to the fullest and to magnify in every action that you do that is good, that is pure, that is love. You know what, I think I want to make a part three because it's over. All right, and so yeah, part three. I think that one of the key things, whoa, my cats are going crazy. Woo, that was sick. They like circled around and they did a little bounce on the wall of the couch, like parkour. But anyway, yeah, I mean, and, and it's beautiful to know that that is how God designed it because anyone in any circumstance can find purpose, can find passion in whatever it is that they do. Not everyone gets to choose exactly where they work, who, where they're born, you know, what their name is, what their skin color is, what, you know, but everyone has the choice and the opportunity to accept the reality that he, she, you, we are made perfect eyes of God and that he made us in his image he made us with a purpose you know you've heard the classic example of you know if you were walking on a desert and you know you didn't know anything you found a watch now, could that watch have maybe made by nothingness by just you know probability chance or would there be a watchmaker the same way uh, this lady was saying on, on, on this book that um, what if God has left the map? That it's a whole little universe, a whole little world where even when we bounce from one place to another, we're still under His sovereignty. And that's beautiful because I know that I serve a God that is good. So I know that I can fully rely and trust in Him. No worry about it fears, not worry about my passion. I can't find passion in anything. If you look closely enough, you're thankful enough. And it hasn't been easy. I've had to do a lot of that stuff because I felt alone. 
lived a lot of years by myself with just, you know, trying to figure it all out. New language, new culture, you know, don't know what's going to happen to me, barely have money to eat, you know, and it just, it, they just keep passing by, winters are cold, and you know, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, sounds, of course, nothing big, but you know, for me it was a battle, and I'm sure you've had small battles like that. The reality is that when you try to depend and cling on anything else that changes, your certainty will always be moved and become, will become an uncertainty. But if you focus on putting your certainty in the only thing that does not move, the rock of Jesus, then you will live. Well, Jesus tells the story of the parable of the man that built a house upon the sand. When the wind, when the storm came, it just blew and the house fell apart. When you build your house upon the rock, will not be shaken, you will not be moved. You know, when you depend upon your passion, it's very worldly, it's very external, you know. Say that you are an athlete and a soccer player and you believe it's your passion and then you hurt your knee. What? Is your life over? Is your passion over? Are you now meant to be alone for and, and, and meaningless or you know purposeless for the rest of your life? Of course not. And the beauty is that anyone can believe Anyone can believe in Jesus. It's free. It doesn't cost anyone anything. Other than, of course, denying yourself to follow Him. Which is the crazy part. It's free on the external, on the worldly, on the material. But it's the most costly on the inside. Anything else that we put our trust in, our passion, our purpose in, will always be shaken. Family, friends, jobs, careers, relationships, pets, even our own lives. But when you focus on the only eternal, ever-changing, almighty, powerful, the Alpha and Omega God of the universe that made the crazy vast cosmos, made you with love in the womb of your, uh, of your, the womb of your mom, then that's love. And that's the God that we serve. So when people ask me what my purpose is, I tell them it's not my purpose, it's God's purpose, and it's the will of my Father. Hope you guys enjoy this little three-part series, and let me know your thoughts. Peace.